Welcome to the Age of Organizational Effectiveness. This is the podcast that explores stories about organizations and their performance. I'm your host, Charles Chandler. Today we're up to episode 34 uh, and uh, happy to bring you something on goal setting today. It's going to be called Goal Setting Does More Harm Than Good. And we're going to look into a few reasons why this is the case. There was a example in the news, in fact, recently about Wells Fargo. And uh, Wells Fargo was fined $185 million uh, because um, internally uh, many of its uh, employees were creating bogus uh, credit card and checking accounts uh, that customer customers didn't know about. The employees were doing this in an effort to gain some internal rewards, and they were also trying to meet sales goals for all the retail bankers uh, within um, Wells Fargo. So it was actually the sales goals that drove much of this behavior, at least it seems to be. And so this is kind of typical of goal setting. It's really a prescription medicine that has to be carefully administered. It's not an over-the-counter medicine that should be used in widely in all sorts of settings. There are, in fact, side effects of goal setting. Because as you get closer and closer to the time that the goal needs to be achieved, the employees tend to narrow their focus, concentrate solely on the goal, And you may see increased risk-taking or unethical behavior, decreased cooperation, and other bad things that um, detract from the performance of the organization overall. In a sense, what's happening is another manifestation of efficiencyism in the sense that employees are trying to optimize or maximize their performance with respect to a certain local process within the institution, but that doesn't help the overall performance of the organization altogether. Edward Deming, who was one of the quality gurus in the quality movement, predicted many of these kinds of bad behaviors. He said it was basically basically that the drive to achieve short-term numerical objectives Uh, were a means to essentially destroy the intrinsic motivation of employees to do a good job. And instead, we're imposing some external motivators uh, from outside the person, and they were sort of soul-destroying. They shouldn't be used because people essentially are not machines. In a sense, this is kind of last-century technology. It started, I would say, with... Frederick Winslow Taylor, in his 1911 book called Scientific Management, where he tried to describe a system he was using in manufacturing operations to improve efficiency and productivity of the workers. He was trying to create the one best way to do every job. Managers would essentially prescribe certain things for the employees to do, and if they did them, their productivity was increased, but there was a high cost in terms of personal freedom for the worker. And, of course, workers are not machines, and so even though their productivity may increase over the short run, 
it's hard to sustain that over many months or many years. So Deming said it was really necessary to drive out fear from the workers and to get rid of these goals and even get rid of things like management by objectives. Instead, invest in workers, as a, invest in people as assets, improve their capabilities, get them involved in deciding the best way to do things because there's plenty of intrinsic motivation uh, within an individual to do a good job. And you may be aware of Deming's 14 Principles of Management, which emphasize some of these things. So the, the traditional way that we've seen in recent decades that the C-suite um, sets goals is they'll set organizational goals and then cascade the goals down to department levels and department managers will cascade it down to individual teams and even to employees. So essentially you're imposing an alternate reality and another layer. So the employees are responsible to the goals and they're focused on the goals more than they're focused on, let's say, serving the customer uh, who's out there in the environment and needs to be served. So there's many downsides uh, to goal setting. This is not to say that goal setting can't be used properly. It's just that it's difficult to use it properly and you have to understand the side effects and, and avoid those. We've been talking on this podcast about another way to do management called management by positive organizational effectiveness. Within that idea, you don't have to do goal setting especially not at the organizational level, because under management by positive organizational effectiveness, the goal of every organization is the same, and that is to be effective within its environment. And so essentially everybody in the organization wakes up every morning and asks themselves, what does it mean to serve my environment today? How can I be effective within my environment? How do I serve those customers and address those non-customers, what can I do to offer them something of value? And so this stimulates the intrinsic motivation of people to do a good job and to serve the customer, which is really the main job of an organization, whether it be a business, government, or a nonprofit. So what we're talking about today basically is that goal-setting needs to be carefully done. And there are ways to organize management so that goal setting is largely unnecessary. So instead of doing top-down cascading of goals from the top, it would be better, and certainly this is the case within management by positive organizational effectiveness, to have small teams that, that focused on delivering individual products and services to customers in the environment and be focused on the demand-side response of the customer to be sure that what they're offering and what the customer is receiving, whole causal chain there, is working as expected, and there is effectiveness within uh, as the supply side hands it off to the demand side. There's real uptake adoption and use by the customer, and once they begin using the product or service, you follow up with the customer to find out if they're actually getting the benefits 
that they were expecting. This creates a virtuous cycle, because as the customer is satisfied and is getting the expected benefits, word of mouth will lead to additional sales. This also allows organizations to adapt very quickly to change circumstances in the environment. Let's say if we go back to the 9-11 event, the world was certainly different on the 10th of September than it was on the 12th of September after that horrific event. Airlines were not flying. Customers didn't want to fly on airlines because they were afraid of what might be coming. So if this is the case and the environment is radically different due to an event of some sort, the entire organization needs to adjust rapidly and to serve the environment in a different way. This would be very hard with top-down, goal-focused management, but is the natural result of teams focused on customer service and delivery of individual products and services uh, at the at the lower levels. So it's much easier to evolve and to adapt to changes in the environment, whether they be rapid or slow changes over time. There's also the need to be observant of what's going on in the environment, both to determine that new opportunities are emerging and to confirm that expected behaviors are taking place. So this is what I wanted to cover today. Basically, we're saying goal setting often does more harm than good. It leads to the tyranny of the goal uh, and various um, counterproductive behaviors within the organization, often involving increased risk-taking and unethical behavior, as we saw in the case of Wells Fargo. There are numerous other examples that I could mention, but I want to keep this short today. I think the important thing to remember is that goal setting should be done very carefully. It should be done in the, in the, the sense of understanding the system. The organization is a complex, adaptive system. The people don't necessarily do what you expect. They act as individual agents, and they're motivated in different ways with their own needs and wants. The organization itself has to be cognizant of the values and the behaviors that are going on within the organization, some of which might have been generated by incentives that are in place that might be driving things in ways that are not productive. So there's lots of things to consider, and certainly requires a high level of skill to set goals and to set indicators for goals in the right way. We've talked about in other episodes, there are actually four levels of goals, input level goals, output level goals, outcomes, and impacts. Many people get these mixed up, and a lot of difficulty in goal setting comes from setting output level goals instead of outcome level goals. Anyway, today we're going to wrap it up here. Join us again next week when we'll again consider stories about organizations and their performance. In the meantime, you can check out other podcast episodes at our website, ageofoe.com. And that's all until next week. Thanks for being with us. So long for now.